another interview in Rising Tide Startups ecosystem. And my guest today is Alana Chigag. Alana, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. On the opposite end of the planet right now, the, the wonders of the interwebs. We can talk to each other in real time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's amazing. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, tell our audience a little bit about Alana Chigag. Yeah, sure. So, so I'm Alana Shegog. I live in beautiful, sunny Sydney, Australia. Uh, and I started my entrepreneurial journey probably about uh, two years ago. Or, or originally, I started in life coaching. Um, but my background is in broadcast journalism. And I used to do uh, presenting online for a shopping channel. So uh, it was only until about probably about six months ago that I've started helping entrepreneurs and, and life coaches um, mainly with their video work. And so just having an online video presence uh, and it's just been amazing to see sort of the importance of video rising and, and seeing how people can really improve their presence online. So how did you how did you make that transition? I mean, I, I picture in my mind, you know, the, the American equivalent is what, QVC or something like that, that, that would be a, a shopping channel. Is that, is that similar to the, the environment you were in? Yeah. yeah, it is. It was actually all online. So it was one of a, one of a kind. It was um, instead of being on television, it was all online. So it was live video, but it was back when live video wasn't really around. So right. um, it was three hours at a time of just talking and trying to wow. sell things Um very much not in my demographic. I was 23 at the time and I was selling things for probably 60 year old women. <laughs> so it was kind of a great place to start where I could really learn how to sort of connect with people of different ages and demographics and, and just really focus on the products and, and the benefits of, and really, I really learned my sales skills there as well. So yeah, it was a great place to start. I mean, live video is dangerous, but live video for an extended yeah. period of time is, is almost deadly. <laughs> yeah, it was very tiring. I would I would sleep for hours afterwards. <laughs> um, you, you've got to be so adept at at just keeping the conversation going because in essence you're you're having a conversation with yourself for yeah, <laughs> for three yeah hours. definitely yeah. It felt like I was just talking to nothing, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of where you learn those skills of just you know talking to your audience even if you can't see them, uh, being able to reach out to them, connect with them um, on camera. So yeah, I'm so glad that I had that. Experience. Had that experience and also my um, my journalism experience as well has really helped me in this in this journey. So did you did you study in university or study in, in secondary school or whatever for this particular pathway that you you found yourself on? Yeah, so I did uh, journalism and then I uh, majored in television journalism. So okay. that's kind of where I wanted to go. Uh, and then I did work experience at a, a TV station and I just thought it just didn't fit my personality. Um, so I sort of did more lifestyle presenting where I went into, you know, more of the fun stuff, the the uh, shopping channel as well. And then um, it wasn't until probably a few years later after I'd gone into the corporate world as well. So I tried a lot of different things where I really wanted to start my own thing and and do life coaching. And then it's all kind of gone full circle. I'm back to back to using my skills in, in uh, presenting and being on camera. So it's yeah, it's it's amazing how it's all worked out. So I want to touch on that in just a minute. But but a question has really come to mind as you were talking. I'm, I'm I, you know, my, I have a hard time because my brain tends to multitask. It listens with one half and it's thinking about something else with the other. But the, the, the idea that you would then coach people on how to use video effectively, I would think that it would be very difficult to, um, 
for lack of a better term, to almost dumb it down because you would be so adept at using video. How do you how do you bridge that gap to somebody that's just starting and have the patience to deal with yeah. you know their learning curve uh, that you've gone yeah, through for yeah. years? It's um yeah it's a, it's a lot of mindset. A lot of people are just uh, they don't see camera as being a normal way of interacting with people. They see it as being sort of performing, and it's really not that way at all. So they sort of get this front on, and they you know they freeze up. So it's very much a mindset. So that my coaching sort of background has come into that as well. You sure. know, trying to break those fear barriers and break it down that way. And then once that's broken down, it's all you know we we touch on a few of the technical things, and then it's all about um, really kind of selling your services and, and you know what what you have to offer for people as well so there's a lot of elements to it but I think mindset's definitely where for most people where they've got that major fear because it is a real fear for a oh, lot of absolutely. people that's where yeah. we start it's some I mean, it's the yeah, same definitely. fear that that keeps you from public speaking the same fear yeah. that you know yeah. from presenting yeah. in front of audiences so so let's drill down a little bit so you and I we just stepped on an elevator we've got we've got stepped on a lift yeah. we've got uh, 10 10 stories yeah. we're going up and <laughs> And uh, give me your kind of your elevator pitch or your your sales pitch that that would uh, sell me on your service. Yeah, well, I essentially coach um, other coaches, so I'm a coach for another coach uh, to really um, increase their video presence and sell themselves on video. So use video to grow their business and get clients. So that's basically what I do. So primarily, life coaches, business coaches, which which type of coaches? Yeah. Life coaches mainly. Um, I really love working with people who, I guess, have, um, I don't want to say fuzzy, but th their business is very much, you know, m about mindset, spirituality, things like that, but they have a really hard time explaining that to the audience. Mm -hmm. and. They sort of, the language they use, their audience doesn't understand that. So we sort of break it down and, and find ways to, to make it so, you know, they've got these amazing services that really help people, but they don't know how to actually explain that to their audience. So we really work on breaking that down and making it more simple. So touch on kind of the two major areas. I mean, you, you didn't drill down in those, but I, as, you were, as you were talking, I'm thinking about, so you're drilling down in kind of your avatar, or your, perf your perfect client. And you're also yeah. drilling down in, in what your your messaging is or your vision, yeah. you know, side of things. So when you when you work with people, how do you how do you get them to kind of, um, you know, it's it's not really niching down, but it really is kind of yeah. focusing on, you know, you're, you're really just selling to one person. You have an ideal yeah. client in mind or so. I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth. That, so kind of give no, us a kind of a yeah, mini sorry. coaching session. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, like essentially when my clients come to me, they've got um, these amazing ideas and they, you know, they want to, they want to help people with their spirituality or with their, um, find their purpose or things like that, that are quite broad. So we really just break it down to finding the pain points, the pleasure points, very much business coaching one-on-one. -on -one. Sure. Um, but it's really about breaking it really down so that their language is easier on video and people can go, Oh, I really, I really want to work with that person because I know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what we work on and um, making titles and topics that are going to be relevant and people can really um, connect with that. And because, you know, a lot of the times they're, they're topics that they're, people just don't know what they're talking about. And right. 
you know, it could be an amazing, amazing topic this person really needs, but they have no idea what it is because the language isn't, you know, they're not meeting them halfway. So in the middle. So if that makes sense. So uh, essentially, yeah, it's very simple work that we do, but it's the simple work that usually trips people up in business because Mm -hmm. they don't understand the language and, and the fact that, you know, they don't, they don't get what people, where people are at in that beginning phase. So right. they're sort of, you know, they forget that they were once back here when they're, they're now over here, if that makes sense. So they, they don't um, use language that connects with people. Mm-hmm. And so we really work on that as well as the, the video stuff and, and being confident on camera as well. So you work on the, even the copy side of things like the content, you write <clears> copy, <throat> you edit, you know, help them, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely in just just video, um, but we go through the structure of the video as right. well. So how to make you know uh, video retention, so how to keep people on the video for longer, um, how to use titles that are really going to grab people because as as you probably are well aware, where our attention spans are getting <laughs> less and less. You know, it, it's hard to. I just confessed that. I just said I multitask. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think everyone does in this day and age. There's so much information out there. So really getting titles that are going to grab people's attention as well. So, so, so tell me what is, uh, from a video that you've had your hands on, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the, the most viewed video you've worked, you've worked on or with say on YouTube? Most viewed. So we, I don't do, I mean, only work with live video. Oh, okay. Um, all right. so, yeah, sorry. I should yeah. have mentioned that as no, well. Right. I, I do. I, what I teach can be, um, be applied to YouTube, but uh-huh. I really, because of the, the power of live video, I really focus on that. So mainly I focus on people who just want to start doing live video in, um, just on their, on their Facebook profiles mm-hmm. or in Facebook groups. Um, so it's really simple things and these people might not have a big audience to begin with. So, you know, the viewership might not be there very, very large, but the conversion is what we really look at. So, you know, you might have 10 people watching, but you know, we're going to try and get as many people there to follow up with you, to download right. your freebie, to um, book a discovery call with you. So all of those things like that, I really focus more on that than the views. Um, obviously, there are ways you can try and make videos go a little bit more viral, get more uh, people watching them. But yeah, so it's really about, I guess, more the conversion of people watching, not so much getting more people on the video. So let me ask you a question. It's kind of off, off topic here. I mean, it's just right on topic, but it's not in your list. So I, I'm going to give you a little caveat here. I'm, I'm, I'm surprising her with this question. And, and so if Facebook tomorrow turned off live video, how would you pivot? Yeah. Well, that is such an interesting question. Um, well, I guess, I, I mean, I, I do live video on all different you know, there's Instagram, there's YouTube, even live video as well. Wow. Um, I think that, you know, while while it is growing, I think that if people were to stop watching it or if it was turned off, people would still watch video. I don't think that video in itself, I think that is very powerful. And, and you know, I would probably turn to just doing pre-recorded because I think, you know, and some of my clients aren't comfortable using live video to start off with and pre-record right. is what they're using. So yeah. definitely I would still focus on that as well. Um, but right now, I guess I'm just taking advantage of how big live video is and how much you can really connect with people in this on the spot and for coaching in the coaching industry that is just amazing because you know you can almost coach people in your videos and people can see how powerful you are as a coach absolutely and then they can really start that connection so that's why i'm yeah. really focusing on live video matter of fact i mean and correct me because you would know this infinitely better than i would but 
I mean, you almost have to capture them like in the first 10 seconds of a video. Yeah. I mean, if they're, yeah. if, especially if somebody's scrolling and the, I mean, they, there has to be something either in the way you're saying it or the, or the, the content that you're saying that has to grab them. I mean, you touched a little bit on, you know, you have to have a title that is, that is really, um, you know, watch worthy or stop worthy, yeah. you know, that, that really would Definitely. capture the attention. Yeah. So, um, tell me yeah. how, so when you're talking to clients, I mean, I would say there would be just a, a rampant innate fear of people to do live video. So, I mean, you got, you have an, a big hurdle really early to get a client mm -hmm. to say, you know, Hey, we're going to take the, because it is risky to do live yeah. video. I, yeah. I mean, I, I have shied away from doing live video on, <laughs> on Facebook for that very reason, because there's safety yeah. in, yeah. in, you know, pre-recorded that you can edit, pre you know, yeah. for sure. Exactly. So how do you, yeah. how do you talk them through, talk them off the ledge, so to speak? You know? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of the time it's sort of speaks for itself. You know, people, I, I work with a lot of perfectionists that, that hate watching themselves on camera and they spend hours with pre-recorded because they'll go and delete it. And I say, if you go on live, you're on and it's done and it's easy, it's quick. And it's, it's just in the end, you know, we always start with pre-recorded, but they end up saying, okay, I'm just going to try it because I'm sick of sort of deleting my video 50 times. And, and, you know, also people, a lot of people that come to me don't like editing. I myself sure. actually don't, I don't actually like editing, which is why I'm doing live video as well. Um, that was always my downfall in journalism is the actual uh, media production side of it. So, yeah, so that's it ends up actually selling itself in the end a lot of the time because it is just very quick and easy. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I've had so many things go wrong in my live videos. Like, you know, just right now we're, we're talking in my sense of like, <laughs> so I, like I have a lot of, the, a lot of the time things do go wrong, but I just really, um, and say how important it is to to remember that it goes wrong for everyone. I've watched people who have got you know, a million dollar business and their live video it just completely their internet cuts out, and it's yeah. just it's just normal for that. So it's actually easier to you know not worry about those little details than it is with pre-recorded. So you know what's what's funny is that how many times you see people like start a live video on Facebook and you see them staring into the little the yeah. little black <laughs> hole. They go, "Am I live? Am I live?" Is it, yeah, am I that, on? that starting <laughs> is always very awkward, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I always go through, you know, the importance of the fact that a lot of people will be watching the replay. So you've got to sort of start it with a bang and start it as if, you know, you would, people are watching the replay because people forget that and then their replay it doesn't get as many views because they're sort of just sitting there <laughs> and it's not as inviting to watch. So, yeah, yeah I, we go I through mean, all sure. of those things. People that I, yeah. you know, I, that I, that I think are good on camera. It's, it's, a, I mean, even this week, I mean, I've had, you know, people that I'm Facebook friends with, and I've seen some of their live videos they've started and they literally just sit there and stare at the camera for the first, yeah. you know, 15 seconds. Yeah. You're thinking, are they even moving <laughs> or is, is the video What's working? Yeah. So did you yeah, have a, a lot of things? Did you have to overcome the, the fear of live video yourself? And, and based on yeah. that, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, do you use that, I guess, to, to walk other people through that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I obviously had done live video with my previous role um, on the shopping channel, sure. but I'd never 
gotten comments and things like there's a lot of things that I just wasn't used to, you know, seeing people comment and then I get distracted and then I, I didn't really have a flow. So I definitely had to work through that. And it was still terrifying for me to, to even though I, I'm quite comfortable on camera, to press that live button is the most terrifying thing to begin with. Um, so it's just getting over that first video and being able to do that. And then you can sort of, it gets better every time. So that's kind of how I walk them through it. So, I mean, it, you, you mentioned earlier mindset. I mean, it, it really is, you have to almost be comfortable in your own skin. You know, yeah, you definitely. have to, it's okay if my hair is a bit messed up. It's okay if my, yeah. my hat bill is a bit <laughs> cockeyed <laughs> or whatever that is, you know, that, that uh, yeah. I mean, as you, as you're walking through and that's, that would be, I mean, to me, that would be a bigger hurdle than really teaching somebody how do you develop your avatar. I mean, if you can get over that one, you know, there's, then, yeah. then the rest of it is almost a, almost downhill. It seems like you know that, yeah, that's such definitely. a huge, huge hurdle. But so so tell me some of the uh, just just touch on. I mean, what are some of the interesting things that that you've seen um, in in coaching people? You know that that uh, you know after you hit hit stop on the camera after you close the call with the person, you just you really just started laughing. You thought. That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, yeah you know, without, I think, without calling uh, anyone out here. Yeah, no, no. I think it's just the fact that people um, just—it's funny the, the things that people worry about with video. Like they really do worry about the, the tiniest things that just don't matter at all. And it's just about getting them through that. You know, um, they'll ask me about like with live video. They ask me about a lot of the technical side of things, and then. Um, it's amazing. They will they will show me a video that they've recorded and it is just perfect. It, it shows their personality. It shows what they coach. It's just amazing. And they'll still say, okay, so I am re-recording that because I don't like it. It's just amazing <laughs> to see how people get so caught up. Yeah. So I think that's probably the funniest side of it. And it's obviously, it's not funny. It's, um, it's you know, hard to see because people just don't realize how great they are on camera. Mm. But um, I think once you get over that as you said it's that mindset thing that, that that's probably the hardest part of the coaching is getting over that and being having them just be comfortable um and being able to watch a video and go yeah that's great and and be able to to press publish and record one one tiny thing that i that i struggle with is like if i'm doing a a podcast interview that's a video you know we're we're recording the video as well I find myself yeah. like right now I'm watching the box that has you in it versus looking yeah. at the camera. So yeah, you know, yeah. Th that little yeah. black dot <laughs> at the top of the laptop, that, that is the one that's actually the camera. And I I've had people that there was yeah. a previous guest that said he actually drew little arrows, you know, little red arrows and he taped them on his Around. laptop to show, look at that black dot. Don't look at, at the yeah, screen or yeah. whatever. So no, I'm it can be tricky. Like I'm looking, looking at, the at the screen right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it is tricky with interviews. It's very tricky as well because you want to you want to look at the person. Um, but it's actually we're, we're very used to not looking straight at the camera right now in terms of you know video calls and things like that. So I think it's actually not it's not as bad to be slightly yeah. have you know have our eyes not exactly through the right. camera. Um, right. So that's one thing I do tell people. It's okay. Obviously, you don't want to be looking down here, um, <laughs> but it's okay if you are looking slightly off because people are used to that now. So um, just because, you know, that's kind of a lot of the way that it works now with, with, that, with that current technology is that, that we are looking not at the camera, we're looking at the screen. So, um, yeah, that's another little technical thing that I tell people not to worry too much about. <laughs> are there are there any other little tips like you like uh, t 
tape a person's face on the wall behind the laptop or anything else that you would that would kind of draw you out of this idea that I'm just talking into space and I'm talking to someone or uh, any other little tips to kind of help, you know, kind of make Definitely. it more comfortable? Yeah, I think I really want people to just talk as if they're talking to their best friend and that's where your personality comes out the most. Mm. Um, and I think with camera, it's really, you know, if you're not yourself, people can sense it and they won't connect with it. So that's kind of the main thing <laughs> that I want people to focus on is to um, really talk as much about as much yourself as possible. So, yes, as you said right before, putting someone's face, putting uh, your best friend's face right behind the camera. I've had people do that, um, uh -huh. and just being in that space and being really comfortable and really you. That's kind of it. Sounds quite woo woo, but it's really what is really going to be the most important thing. So, yeah, definitely put someone's face. Remember, you're talking to one person, and you know, think about your your ideal client. Make sure you're just right. talking to them, not you're just doing being blasé. And that's kind of, I guess, business coaching one on one as well. Um, but if if it's anything that makes you more comfortable, I would say do that because it's really about getting over that discomfort. Yeah, I I mean I we just chatted for a few minutes here on online, but I I think you really have um, a an innate knack to make people feel comfortable on camera. I mean, I've even oh. felt more comfortable, you know, just in the conversation <laughs> since we started because, you know, just, just your conversation style and, and just the way that, you know, you can, you can lead and end the sentence and end the question, you know, almost with a question, you know, with it, it's oh, almost like you. a question mark in the air that, you know, that says, okay, right. <laughs> you know, or, or something like that. So you're really drawing people in and, yeah. and, you know, an engaging way. So, if uh, oh, thank you so much. if you had to choose someone online that really inspired you, that that really helped you make this transition from, you know, you're sitting there for three hours, you know, on your online shopping channel to actually coaching, video coaching, you can say, hey, I'm going to go out on my own. I'm opening my own, you know, kind of solopreneur endeavor here. What yeah. would what'd be one person that you think would inspire you? Or who oh, would be I one think, person? And it's probably someone who I think inspired a lot of people. Marie Fowler is probably the person who mm. really inspired me the most. She just she just has that ability to show her personality on camera, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what I love to see. Uh, she can be herself completely. So that's someone who really inspired me, but there's so, so many. I mean, you know, just the amount of amazing coaches out there. They're just uh, – and these are people who – you know, were great at coaching, but get going out there and, and growing their audience, you know, they that, that was probably hard for them for a lot of them. Yeah. And they've just been able to really shine. And I've seen people who are awkward on camera and then within six months, they're just amazing. So mm -hmm. that always really, really inspires me a lot as well. So, um, yeah, I think the industry as a whole, there's so many, it's just so inspiring to be a part of because there are just people just doing the most amazing things. So, I probably have many that I can't think of right now, but Marie sure. Foley is probably my, yeah. my number one. Yeah. <laughs> so would would you say, I mean, there's there the whole kind of concept of, that says, you know, nature versus nurture. So um, uh -huh. the idea that, you know, people are born to be good on camera or, pe or it, it can be a mm -hmm. learned skill or is it somewhere between mm -hmm. the two? What do you think? Yeah, this is a really interesting question because people always say, oh, you know, they're really great on camera. I'm not great on camera. And it's just, it's so not true because you can get so great within a short space of time. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe your, I think your like, your ability to like being on camera is quite, you know, um, 
quite nature. Like I, right. I always just just liked it for, for a strange reason. I'm very introverted. I'm if if it's a big crowd of people, I'm not the one that's that's standing out at all. But for some reason, in front of an audience, you know, doing a presentation or on camera, I can I do enjoy that. So it's kind, kind of strange life, that yeah. I like that. So yeah. yeah, I think that's just always been a part of me. But your ability to be good on camera, I think that's definitely all learnt. So yeah. that's that's the good part. You, you can learn those skills and you can um, – and then once you do learn those and you get more confident, you will enjoy it more. So I think that's um, a good thing to remember as well. So is there a, a life quote that, that kind of drives you, like a personal mantra or whatever you want to you call it that you may have taped up on your laptop or something that says, I have to read this every day, <laughs> it's on my wall, I've had it stenciled somewhere – um, oh, that's a good question. I I don't have one to be honest. Um, I'm a big quote person, so I always have quotes. Oh, a lot everywhere. of them. That's right. But yeah, I love quotes. But I think anything to do with the fact that um, you know you are so. This is going to sound so a bit cheesy. I'm sorry, but you are very unique. And I think any sort of quote that relates to the fact that you know you're. I think it's just we, we've sort of grown up thinking that we have to mold into different things. And I think with video and with finding clients and, you know, being successful in the online space, it's really about being yourself as much as possible. So any sort of quote that, that reminds me of that, I'm always like, okay, because, you know, you get caught off track. You end up, sure. you know, comparing yourself to other people or copying other people without realizing. And then I think anything that, that sort of brings back to that space of just being myself and, and using my own quirks to really um, make my business shine, that's kind of where I've made my success so I think um that's kind of what inspires me as well so I've got a little kind of off-topic question here you, you know you, yeah. you mentioned that you're you work with coaches a lot do you think that you that um a life quote the life coach needs to be a certain age or have a certain amount of life experience before they become life coach and I've seen these 18 year old life coaches out there and I'm going you yeah. actually get, you need to live some life before you can call yourself a life coach yeah, yeah. It's funny because I think people, when they hear life coaching, they think that life coaches are, um, they just coach on life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is so not, and, and I, you know, I got into it thinking I just wanted to help people. And obviously I had a very, you know, demographic on you. I wanted to help people sure. younger than myself. Um, but I got into it realizing that's not the way it is at all. You need a complete niche. And so I think because of that, you can be whatever age because you might be very experienced in one particular area you know you might have had a substance abuse problem or something anything could be anything mm -hmm. um and you could be a 20 year old that's already gone through a lot in this area and you can question people on that so i think because yeah. of that you can it's just i think there's not really there aren't many people out there who are just life coaches it's not really a thing anymore i think people think that you can right. just go out there and get a certification and just life coach but you do have to have an area of expertise um which you can have at any age so yeah that would be my opinion on that that's a great reminder that you know life is not just the amount of years you've lived it might be the experiences yeah. that you you know kind of packed into to that, that space of things. time so yeah if, definitely if you could go back um so so tell me again when you made that shift when you yeah. when you made the shift from kind of the online shopping to we're going to do this I'm going to you know freelance or I'm going to set up my own shop you know online type thing online coaching when was that shift made yeah um, I actually went to corporate in between that so I went into still the media industry it was uh -huh. a, a major channel a major major TV channel but I was in sales um, advertising sales so it was a corporate job so um, 
I did that, I guess, just to get my foot in the door, but I ended up working completely corporate many hours a week behind a desk and just I just didn't like that at all. So uh, that was probably three years ago and then I just found this whole thing, life coaching, and went, oh, that, that sounds amazing. I just want to be able to have that freedom. And I think most people, that's, that's where they – that's where they decided to make the shift because they just didn't want to be stuck in a particular place um, for, you know, eight hours a day. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I just went, okay, I'm going to try life coaching. And, again, I went into it thinking I don't really know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way that I can have my own business. I don't really know, you know, I thought that they would just teach me things and I would just go and coach very generic, you know, general things, which isn't the case at all. And then, you know, you realise you've got to have a real niche and you've got to have um, a particular thing that you help people with, and that's kind of where it all shaped from there. So, did you do your your life coaching at a at an institute online or at a place there in Australia, or what was the? How did you? Yeah, it was an online course. So okay. uh, it was called it's called Beautiful You. It was a life coaching course. So I did that for I think a six month course, uh, and then I kind of came out of it a bit confused and not really sure what my niche was. I, I, I actually started my business helping people with motivation and trying to, um, mm -hmm. you know, not procrastinate. That was my niche to begin with. Right. And then I realized how hard it was to try and sell that as a, you know, as a, as a destination because I didn't really have a destination for my clients. It was mm -hmm. just kind of like, you know, stop procrastinating. That was it. <laughs> it was very hard to sell. So that's when I went into video coaching and I realized that it was a friend of mine who said, you know, why don't you use your experience in, in this area? I thought, yeah, that's, that sounds great. I'll do it and change everything the next day. So it was a very quick transition. So I, I got to ask you this, this network in, in Australia, was this channel nine by any chance? No, seven, channel seven. Okay, so it's their, their biggest rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> so I just remember all these shows when we lived in the UK, all these shows were, were yeah. channel nine, Australia. So you were, you were talking about just kind of some, maybe I hadn't asked you quite yet about pre-startup <laughs> advice, but what, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself, you know, if you go back a couple of years yeah. before you started this, you think it'd be really beneficial. <clears throat> I think, and I think a lot of people mention this, uh, don't focus so much on the bells and the whistles, just focus on who you help, uh, what their problem is and how you're going to help them. I think that's the most important thing. I think we sort of start up something and you just think of all, you know, the website and all yeah. the, the fancy things and we forget the real, the crux of it, which is, you know, you need to be able to solve someone's problem. So that would be my biggest advice. Well, let's, uh, one thing I've kind of added in the last few weeks here, um, just doing interviews uh, are related to like just doing a real short kind of micro class. Like here's the top three steps for this thing. So we can really close kind of with the bang, yeah. you know, on these interviews. So yeah. if you were, if you were coaching somebody on doing live video, what are, what are say the, the top three things just really short and succinct that you would say, these you you need to focus on yeah okay so I would say um, find a topic that people uh, it's in demand so people need to hear it so find something that that's gonna really help them in each video make sure that these videos they can they can take it away and they can you know it, it's gonna change transform them in some way or another in the video Mm -hmm. uh, that would be no number one. So the topic, uh, I would say, make sure that you are as much as yourself as, as possible. Make sure that you're as unique as possible. And um, by doing that, it's really about being yourself. 
that'd be my number two. Uh, and number three, I would say is to, this is going to sound really cheesy, but have as much fun with it as possible because mm. I think that really helps the number two. I think when we, when we think, <clears throat> we think of it as this big, scary thing, uh, the audience can really see that and they're not going to really engage with us. So I think topics and titles, make sure that's really, really clear and important and make sure that you're yourself, you're as comfortable as you can be on camera and make sure you're having a lot of fun as well. Well, I, just before we hit the record button on this kind of second session, you, you mentioned you had a call coming up at the top of the hour. But uh, the one thing I appreciate is the fact that you are very much a practitioner. You know, you're not just a, a coach that is t telling people how to do things, but you're actually putting it into practice. So um, oh, thanks for your time today so much. Is there any so closing comment that you want to you want to mention and how can people find you online? Yeah, I would just say, you know, start today. I know it's scary. I know being on camera is very scary. But as I said before, we're, we've all got the ability to be really good on camera. So don't don't think that, you know, just because you're shy or introverted that you're not meant to be on camera because it's a tool that we really need to be using in this day and age, you know, with the online space. So just get out there and just do it. Um, and you can find me. I have I can pop my links to, I have a um, page where you can, uh, if you, you know, need more help with your video, you can work with me as well. Uh, my current website is under reconstruction. So I've got one page that I can uh, send the link through. Also, I'm very active on Instagram. I'm actually called the lazy girl boss is my handle. Okay. Uh, and on Facebook, come and come and find me on Facebook. I've got a public profile. It's Alana Rochelle Shegog and I'm probably spend the most of my time there. So. That's where I found you and you were very yeah. visible and, and uh, entertaining in that space. So a lot of oh, thank you thanks. so much for, for just joining with us today and just actually providing value and, and to our listeners and not just, it was an entertaining conversation, but, but there was, there was some real, like I said, value and, and truth that was spoken in that as well. So thank you for, for just thank sharing you so your time. Much. Thanks for having me. Just helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Thanks again. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin.